But I click this one here and off we go. And I'm joined, thank you. I'm joined by Dr. Jerome Corsi. It's a great honor. Dr. Corsi, of course, is the New York Times bestselling author of Unfit for Command and the Abomination, among a long list of other very distinguished books. And uh, Dr. Corsi uh, recently had a brush with the big, the deep state in that he was called in to testify before the Mueller inquiry, where he did not buckle in the face of very intimidating circumstances and refused to tell them what they wanted to hear the way they wanted to hear it. And yet there you are, uh, Dr. Corsi, unscathed and continuing on with your excellent work. So thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Charles. Always good to be with you. And I mean, the yes, they, uh, Mueller wanted to have me in prison today. And uh, I told them to take a hike. I wasn't going to let them suborn perjury by pressuring me, you know, that we'll indict you, you'll spend the rest of your life in prison or just say that you lied to us and then admit what we want you to admit. I told him to take a hike. I'm not going to do that. I wasn't going to swear before a federal judge to a crime I and before God to a crime I didn't commit. But the, the deep state is corrupt. Uh, Donald Trump is still fighting its corruption. Uh, I've even turned on Attorney General Barr, who I, mean, I no longer believe Mm -hmm. uh, is going to pursue indictments. I, I think he's just intending to cover things up and continuing to. And I've been pointing that out on my podcast. Uh, we intend to expose that and i um, doing everything I can. And CourseyNation.com, my website's been revamped. And we've also launched this TeleMD program where you can get a telephone conference with a licensed physician, licensed in your state, and uh, who is willing, if you need it, to prescribe the hydroxychloroquine and zinc protocol mm -hmm. that Dr. Zelenko is designed to combat uh, COVID-19, the virus. But even if you're in a state where the pharmacies won't write a prescription for the doctor, the doctor writes to use hydroxychloroquine uh, to combat COVID, you can use at thecoursynation.com, TelMD, and we have a pharmacy that is in a state it serves a national population, but in a state where they can deliver to you in your state, even if the state pharmacy does not write the, fulfill the prescription, they can write for you the prescription and, and express it to you, hopefully within 24 hours. And it seems to be working. We've done the, the first couple hundred cases we're in the process of doing now, and I'm, I'm going to seek to expand it over the weekend with a with a live streaming marathon on Saturday and Sunday. Everybody should come Wonderful. join us on YouTube.com and, and other platforms. And the hydroxychloroquine has is working. It is effective. It is safe relatively. It's been around since the 1950s. It's been prescribed. They say the people who are getting the prescription for lupus, virtually none of them have gotten COVID-19. It can be used as a preventative and as a treatment during the disease. And yet the establishment wants to uh, discredit uh, hydroxychloroquine in any way they can. Why is that? Well, first of all, I want to make sure we were very precise in how we describe the medication and its uh, efficacy. First of all, uh, it, it has been around since 1945, hydroxychloroquine and its companion drug, which is chloroquine a little stronger, maybe even has more effectiveness, but it's a little harder on the system. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary use was malaria, and then it has also been a FDA treatment for lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. Now, what they call, doctors are free to, to prescribe what they call off-label. In other words, a drug that is FDA approved, but maybe for other diseases specified for those treatments. So you come across now COVID-19, and there is a lot of anecdotal evidence that uh, this it does work. And I've got family anecdotal evidence of my own family that it really seems to work. Mm-hmm. And I qualify so that you're allowed to do the off, off-brand, this off-label. In other words, and usually the FDA and drug companies are happy because a physician might find another total treatment a drug is effective in. But in this case, the medical establishment wants to force everybody to wait for a very expensive vaccine. And mm-hmm. you know that's where all the patents are and all the money gets paid. Right. This is just like a $20 or whatever prescription, really not very much in terms of the cost of hydroxychloroquine. It's a, it's a generic drug. At any right. rate, um, if you go to CDC, the website, uh, the, uh, the Centers for Disease Control, and look up the coronavirus, it's mentioned as a treatment. But, of course, they warn you that there's all these side effects. Uh, that's We're not offering, and of course, nation.com and this telemd, it's not a drug program. You can't just you know, use the program and you get the drug. You've got to go through a physician. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a prescription drug, and it does have side effects like any prescription drug. You know, if you take a high blood pressure drug, it has side effects. So it has to be done under the advice of a doctor. Let's be very clear about that. You don't just go out and take this thing on the street. It's a, it is a serious drug. I want to add that also the protocol that's been specified by Dr. Zelenko that we're using is a relatively small dose. Uh, in other words, if you were in a country where you were concerned about malaria, uh, or one of these other diseases like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, you might be on a a, a continuous uh, medication prescription for hydroxychloroquine that was you know c- continuing on. Here, the basic prescription, especially for prophylactic or preventative, which it seems to work for as well. Again, anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. but. It's like uh, two pills a day, 400 milligrams for five days, plus the zinc and about the equivalent amount. And then you um, phase it out, you know, continue taking one pill a week thereafter. So that mm-hmm. that's considered a pretty minimal dose. And side effects are minimal doses certainly reduce the possibility of side effects. And the side effects are very well understood by the medical profession and very well specified in the medical literature and, you know, and, and uh, the various advices and medical uh, handbooks and like on how this drug should be prescribed because there's such great experience using it that, you know, the, for instance, they say it, the heart, you, where you're going to have a heart attack. Well, yes, you, you, if you have what they call this PT interval, which is an arrhythmia problem with the heart, you, you probably better be concerned about that and you better disclose it to your doctor and you better get advice. But even the doctors will tell you if, you're, if you've got a stint or it's, it's a blockage issue with the heart, that, that's not as likely to be a problem for hydroxychloroquine. And I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just telling Understood. you what the doctors have told me, and that is that the side effects have to be taken seriously. They are there. 
uh, and they're understood. And if you disclose fully to a doctor, you'll get competent medical advice as to whether hydroxychloroquine for COVID-19 is right for you. And that's what we're designed to deliver. Right. I also understand. And again, I'm only going on reporting. I don't, I'm not a doctor by any means, but the, uh, te the test done in Brazil, which resulted in some heart issues, that was not, that was done with pure chloroquine and with very high dosage, high doses. We're talking here about a, a very light dose of hydroxychloroquine mixed with zinc. So, you know, it needs to be put into context. Now, I think you touched upon something here, Dr. Corsi, that might get to the motivation of the establishment's concerted effort to discredit hydroxychloroquine, and that is because it's cheap. It's uh, $20 yeah. for a one-month supply. It's not, this isn't going to be, you know, drug companies aren't going to see their stock go way up on this one. And, it's, uh, it's generic. I mean, it can be yeah. made by virtually anybody who wants to formulate the drug, even pharmacies uh, who are allowed to form, formulate medications by the FDA uh, appear to have the ability to fabricate hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you know, you, you begin to ask yourself, well, if the drug companies are putting all these millions and millions of dollars into vaccines and they're expecting to make billions and billions in return, and along comes this $20 drug, no wonder Fauci is saying, well, you better beware because it's not it's not a FDA-specified treatment for COVID-19. Well, what Fauci doesn't tell you is that no drug is a recommended FDA-specified treatment for COVID-19 because that requires a clinical test, and that takes time. Now, if you go to clinicaltrials.gov and you search for hydroxychloroquine and, and coronavirus, you'll find, I think there's something like 66 tests up there that are listed, and those are the ones that are, are FDA approved. And if you want to see what the studies are that are going to be looked at as authoritative, that's the source, clinicaltrials.gov, to go look at. Right, and I think maybe this is also anecdotal, but right now the state of New York is using it quite heavily in all of their hospitals to treat COVID-19, and there has been a drop in cases. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if there's a, a correlation there. My understanding also is that chloroquine occurs naturally in quinine water, which is marketed as uh, tonic water. Uh, now, again, I don't know if that means run out and get it, but you know, it's not. It's 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 something that is a relatively available uh, substance that exists in nature. Yeah, I, I recommend everybody consult with their doctor about hydroxychloroquine, and we created this program so that you can have access to hydroxychloroquine through a licensed physician in your state, even in states where the pharmacies have been prohibited by the pharmaceutical boards from fulfilling prescriptions of hydroxychloroquine for COVID-19. And it can be delivered to you in your home, which has the additional advantage in quarantine that you don't have to go anywhere to get the drug. Uh, and if it's prescribed for you and you work with the pharmacy, it'll be delivered to you. You pay for the medication, you pay $60 for the call and the consultation with the physician, then pharmacy contacts you, you pay for the medication, got insurance that's considered and, and weighed in, and you pay for the delivery, which is expedited delivery. Hopefully you get the medication the next day, and we're working to make sure this works. I mean, 
Some people find it hard to use the telephone. There's all kinds of glitches when you try to develop a program. But we're uh, the, the, our partner who delivers the medical service, CourseyNation.com, doesn't take any of the medical information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, SpeakWithAnMD.com, and this is their business. And I'm confident we will work out all the practical problems and be able to deliver the service. We're first week or so, we're doing pretty well. Good. I mean, it's, a, it's something that there's a clamor for it all over the world right now. And uh, again, this is a serious medicine. It needs to be handled professionally by doctors with a prescription. Nobody run out and take this thing. It's not, this isn't, you know, some kind of a, you know, light uh, over the counter uh, drug. Now, uh, and don't doc- get don't get it on the internet because there's hydroxychloroquine that's far, that is formulated into, I guess, fish something or other cleaning tanks or whatever. Yes, get it from a doctor. Go, go to a right. medical Make doctor. Make sure that yeah, because this is there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there who are going to try to profit from the uh, fear and the uh, hysteria surrounding this and, virus. And, and don't let somebody charge you excessively for the medication. A, a, a responsible licensed pharmacy and a licensed doctor will provide you access as we're doing to get hydroxychloroquine if needed at, at a reasonable market price and no, no upcharges, no gouging, no, it, reasonable market price. This is designed to be a, a completely legitimate, straightforward service within the laws of the medical profession. Okay. I just want to briefly, in the brief time we have, go back to the topic of um, what happened with you in the Mueller inquiry. Um, We know that, for example, what happened with Roger Stone is that he was arrested by 28 ninja-clad policemen who showed up with CNN filming on the front lawn. They broke his door down. This is a 78-year-old man. I mean, it's, you know, at home at night, and they pulled him out of his bed. Now, People out there were conditioned by the media, I think, to think there was something good about this because, after all, they know that Trump is evil and he was a friend of Trump. I think that the problem, which is as as horrifying as that is, is that under, and my fear is that under this COVID fear, this is becoming more commonplace now. People are being, you know, taken in for uh, appearing in public without the right mask and that kind of thing. Do you have any research on that right now, Dr. Corsi? Well, again, I'm, I'm picking up the stories as you are, Charles. I mean, I, I think there was one yesterday of some woman who took her children to a playground and the police arrested her in front of her children. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a pastor. We interviewed at Corsi Nation yesterday a um, pastor who um, had, was actually charged with a misdemeanor because uh, the police thought that the parishioners were properly social distanced from one another and uh, they didn't really want the people getting together in the church. I mean, it's the first time in my life I've seen the government prohibit people from attending uh, either Passover services in a synagogue or um, Easter services in a church. I mean, I, I think it's pretty, there's some very serious issues here of government power, authoritarianism, uh, excessive use of force by law enforcement. Uh, and I have very strong support for law enforcement. But I think, again, you know, I watched Governor Cuomo uh, in New York and in New Jersey, this Governor Murphy, Democrats, and they seemed happy to keep everybody 
locked mm. down forever. You know, they, yeah, and they're criticizing Governor Kemp of Georgia for even beginning to gradually and very responsibly open things up. And, you know, I, I thought that the states, according to Franklin Roosevelt, were supposed to be the laboratories of democracy. You know, well, they're I, supposed to assert their local and regional authority. I applaud Donald Trump for uh, the wisdom to leave these decisions up to the state governors. And yes. not only because of the respect for uh, the system of federalism where the states should be uh, more of a primary source of sovereignty. The individual, uh, we the people, are the original sovereign. And in the original formulation of the Constitution, as um, you know, the Articles of Confederation and the like, uh, the states were considered to be the primary sovereign entity and the federal government subsidiary to the states only for limited duties. Uh, I think we forget that today. And um, Donald Trump also achieved that people like in New Jersey, uh, if New Jersey is slow to open with the economic importance of New York City and New Jersey itself outside of New York City, uh, I think people are going to be extremely hard pressed. This uh, Donald Trump has also has a point that the economic consequences and personal psychological consequences of the lockdown could end up being worse than a disease. That's right, exactly. And a lot of it is the idea of fostering confidence in uh, getting back out as slowly and carefully, but yet doing what we can within reason. And we see that the the, the very left governors, the, the so-called blue states, some of them like in Michigan, how they are showing their true colors and their overreaction to this thing by you can't go out and mow your lawn. You know, you can't go out and see your neighbor even across the street, uh, you know, and uh, other things. Uh, you When you go to a grocery store, you can't buy uh, garden seeds. You know, you can buy booze and, and lottery tickets, but you can't buy certain farming uh, equipment maybe to grow a garden in your yard. I mean, it's it shows the, the fiat power that's being exercised by people who are, again, showing their true colors. And I hope that enough Americans are aware of that, especially younger Americans who may not have the right background in constitutional rights and, and, and natural rights and who have been already indoctrinated. I hope that they're not getting used to this idea that there's some virtue in that kind of authoritarian, you know, male-fisted approach. Well, e even many of the epidemiologists that I've been interviewing, I've been interviewing a lot of doctors, of course, eNation.com, to really get an understanding. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're, they're questioning whether the quarantine really was necessary for this virus, and because it doesn't seem to be a particularly potent virus. Uh, most people, especially younger who get it, may not even know they have it or may only feel slight symptoms. At any rate, right. uh, I'm not sure that we, the, the nature of viruses that we don't all get exposed anyway. I mean, we're, we're all exposed, I think, to polio over time. We're all exposed to measles, mumps, etc. And it's why, you know, we do um, consider the vaccines and these diseases to be effective and pretty much the idea everyone should get a polio vaccination. I don't believe in government mandatory vaccinations. Right. Of and course. I've, I've really been very critical of the whole vaccination, the rush to vaccinations because of the profit motive involved. And I look at Bill Gates, who also seems to think the world would be better off with about one third of the people 
gone or two thirds or whatever one number he wants gone. They never want themselves gone. Of course. But at any yeah, rate, I mean, there is a very dark and sinister population control element to this. I would say we should watch Sweden because apparently the Swedes are allowing no business as usual, but they're sheltering people who are either, you know, over a certain age or who have pre-existing conditions, which to me seems to make a lot of sense. The rest of the population could self-immunize or build up natural immunity to something and maybe have some mild sickness. Maybe some people might get very sick, which is treatment. And if you have hydroxychloroquine or other drugs on the market, you know, you can, there are, there are medicines that, that can help it like any other virus. Well, I think I've also gone back and read historically about uh, epidemics and epidemiology. I mean, we've had epidemics since human beings have been on the face of the earth. And we actually have quite a, a large number of viruses in our systems, which people aren't aware of uh, and are just there resident in our systems. But um, the point is this, that I think ultimately viruses have a curve and they come, they accelerate. And then Fauci does a model, looks like, you know, the two million people are going to die. Well, that model is just a scare oh, model. It's horrifying. They peak and they go away. Uh, even if you read Thucydides and the Peloponnesian War and the plague that hit Athens in what, four something hundred B.C., uh, they had no understanding of viruses. They had no antiseptics. They had no antibiotics. And the plague did kill a lot of people, but it didn't kill everybody. And uh, it, it came and went. And, and what we're seeing now in the studies that are going on in coronavirus, it appears to have about an eight-week cycle in which it peaks and dies out. And the viruses do seem to diminish or die out. Now, 1918, there were maybe three peaks to the Spanish flu influenza. But even then, and that was a much more serious condition at the time, because, again, no antiseptics, no understanding of any of the fundamental virology that today our scientists have, are trained in regularly. The point is that there's never been an epidemic that killed everybody, because the proof of that is we're still here. Right, of course. Uh, right. I mean, I think that you've put it in an excellent perspective, Dr. Corsi. Again, let my listeners and viewers know how they can get information about you and about this uh, new uh, medical adventure you're on. Well, thank you, Charles. I mean, they can go to CorsiNation.com. We have a newly designed website. And if you're at the top, it says, you know, the, the index, the, the menu at the top, just click the tab that says TeleMD, T-E-L-E-M-D, capital M, capital D. That's the telephone doctor program. And if you read it, you'll see all the instructions as to how to get in touch with the physician by phone, uh, how you can access the hydroxychloroquine if it's prescribed by express mail. It's, it's explained there. You click the red tabs, and then you go to the Speak with an MD website. Now you're on the service that delivers the doctor service and the prescriptions, and they collect all the information. Uh, we're not HIPAA compliant, so we're not collecting any of the medical information. We're just marketing this service tailored to be sure that it's adapted to being able to deliver hydroxychloroquine and zinc as needed. 
Excellent. All right, Dr. Jerome Corsi, I want to thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to talk with you as always. Uh, always my thank pleasure. You. And I'll be happy to come back, Charles. Good luck and God bless. Thank you. Same with you. Take care. All right. I'll send you a link to YouTube once it's up, Dr. Corsi. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry it took us a while to get it together. Not at I, all. I think it worked. Thanks for your patience. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.